0: Well, joining me now is Professor Anna Menon, who is the director of the UK in a changing Europe. And joins me now. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Gosh, well, um, this is an interesting <laughs> turn of events, isn't it? I didn't yeah, see this one coming. Um, what do you make uh, uh, of I mean, extraordinary to see him sitting in the Rose Garden. Like I, I probably fell off my, my feet yeah it was extraordinary
1: in a lot of ways wasn't it first it was extraordinary that he was half an hour late yeah i don't know about you but i was sitting there waiting being slightly irritated by the fact that you know a sunny bank holiday i was waiting for him to arrive in a garden uh, yeah. and then you know he just sat there and sort of wore the journalists out uh by attempting to answer all their questions and of course it's very unusual for an aide to the prime minister to be doing a press conference in the rose garden of number 10 and we all remember <laughs> the rose garden as a sort of Cameron Clegg yeah. uh, press conference don't we so the whole thing was 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 very strange uh, and I've I'm, I'm not seen anything like it in politics
0: but this is the interesting thing as well isn't it that he's not he doesn't owe us uh, in, in enormous circumstances an explanation he's an advisor to his boss And so he owes the explanation to his boss. So the idea that he was even asked, uh, you know, potentially by his boss to make this statement in the first place is, again, odd.
1: Yeah, very odd. And partly it has to reflect the fact that there was an understanding that what Boris Johnson had done the day before hadn't been enough. Uh, And Boris Johnson wanted, I think, Dominic Cummings to be the person who answered the detailed questions about what happened or didn't happen. Uh, if you're going to be cynical, it gives the prime minister a slight amount of plausible deniability. But actually, the other striking thing about this is how directly the prime minister has associated himself with Dominic Cummings is, you know, if further stories were to come out now, this wouldn't just be about Dominic Cummings. It would be about the prime minister's judgment as well. So in that sense, uh, Boris Johnson has put himself four square behind him.
0: Yeah, I mean, there must be a sense with the PM that uh, of real hope that Cummings has Literally, come clean about every step he took. Because if anything else comes out uh, about this, if there's if there's footage of him doing something that he hasn't mentioned, uh, uh, then this is that's a real problem for the PM.
1: Well, either come clean about everything he's done, or again, more cynically, at least come out with a version of events that fits the facts that journalists would be able to make out. So, the Barnard Castle <laughs> story, for instance, the yeah. plenty of people have commented on. Uh, you know. You've been seen in Barnard Castle. You've been sitting by a river. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are those who might think, well, actually, what they've done is just found a story, however silly it might seem to people, that fits the facts that journalists had
0: unearthed. Well, reverse and, engineered it, you mean? in, well, other in words. a sense, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, because what we'd seen was the, the evidence that The Guardian and The Mirror had come up with, and the right. evidence was an eyewitness account and his car being in Barnard Castle.
0: So, uh, will the, the, the $64,000 question here really is will he get away with this? Will the Prime Minister be able to save him?
1: Well, this is why I'll never win sixty-four thousand dollars. It's impossible to. <laughs> it's impossible to know, is. I mean, there are two. There are two fundamental things I think behind this now. One, how the Conservative Party in Parliament reacts. You'd seen uh, over the weekend a number around twenty Conservative MPs calling for Mr. Cummings to resign. Yes, Boris Johnson's got a majority of eighty, but he wouldn't want to see unrest within his own party. So I think what will happen today, even if you don't see people coming out publicly, is the Whips reporting back to Number Ten saying, look. I don't think this has worked. There's still enormous unrest. Mm. Uh, Boris Johnson, remember, is due to appear before the Liaison Committee uh, with its newly elected chair, Bernard Jenkin. Bernard Jenkin, who famously fell out with uh, Dominic Cummings during the referendum, uh, he's now chairing that committee. So that will be interesting, the degree to which that committee drags the prime minister over the coals about this. And of course, the other key indicator for the government will be what happens in the polling. You know, Just imagine, I'm not saying it will happen, but a pure hypothetical if uh, a poll came out this week that showed that the Labour Party had, uh, if not caught up, nearly caught up with the Conservatives in the polls. Remember, the Tories, since the election of last year, have had a significant a massive lead in the polls. And if there's evidence that actually that is being affected by this, then it might be time for a rethink.
0: Okay, so it, should Dominic Cummings' I mean, look. Will it be? I'm leaving to spend more time with my family, or 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 do you think Cummings, if he does go, um, it will be a a public pushing or a public jumping? (laughs) It's
1: impossible to say. To be honest, I imagine it would be done
0: privately. I imagine there
1: certainly wouldn't be a press conference if he was to go. He would just go. The prime minister would just say, "Look, this is untenable." Uh, So
0: he would be sacked rather than resign. That's the question I'm asking. I think think at this point, for the
1: Prime Minister's reputation, were that to happen, yes. Yeah. Uh, Because having defended him to the hilt, having gone to the trouble of having not one but two press conferences specifically about an advisor...
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, to get back prime ministerial authority, you'd have to second, But I don't think that's necessarily likely. As I said, if Conservative MPs in the main are willing to say they're satisfied with what has happened over the weekend, if there isn't a massive shift in the polls, and finally, if the prime minister manages, and this was the, another remarkable thing about yesterday, manages to focus our attention on the fact that shops are opening again i mean in normal circumstances that's what we'd be talking about isn't it yeah what's going to happen to the economy isn't it great that you've got to go shopping again you know things are slowly reopening there's light at the end of the tunnel but no one seems to be talking about that today
0: uh, no i, I mean and, and that's that is the distraction that others are talking about at the moment aren't, aren't they so they're saying look actually there are bigger things we need to be talking a- about Um, But just being told we should be talking about something else doesn't mean that we are.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, And again, it's partly what we're talking about as normal citizens. It's partly to the front pages that will concern the government, because across the front pages today... It's all coming. Yeah. I mean, even the papers that don't want to talk about it have felt forced to put a photo of Cummings with a bit of a headline there, even if they wanted to talk about something else.
0: (laughs) Yeah, very true. Very true. I wasn't anticipating talking about Cummings again, I have to say. But there we are. Um, Good to talk to you as ever. Thank Thank you. you very much indeed for joining me this morning, Professor Anna Menon, who is the Director of the UK in a Changing Europe.